welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. Uh, back again. Um, I feel like we've been dropping like little cookie crumbs, like a little trail along the way to like eventually talk about Wonder Woman 84. It's obviously living rent free in all of our heads because mm-hmm. uh, we kept like being like, what? Wonder Woman 84 to, like on like the last two episodes. So Katie, uh, it was a late choice. Mm-hmm. by you um yes. what what made you what made you give in to watching the sequel to wonder woman diana's second outing well if i second recall solo outing. and uh correct me if i'm wrong but if i recall from uh last week luke you did not care for it but taylor you did and i thought it would be very interesting to hear your two viewpoints on this film and also it is one of the big blockbuster movies that's out right now. I also did enjoy the first one. The only reason why I really hesitated on the second one is because it is two and a half hours and it didn't get good reviews. But I, it, Erica referred to it at some point as Wonder Woman Ragnarok. And that kind of put it in an interesting light uh, for me to be like, maybe it will be like that. Maybe it'll be like fun and flashy. Oh boy, I and, wish. Yeah. So uh, we hunkered down and watched it last night. I was like, let's get this a try. I'm so sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, basically, I, I, I don't mind it. I have uh, thoughts either way. Taylor really didn't like it. it made oh, me upset. okay. Taylor didn't like it. Okay, sorry, I misremembered. But it, it also, one, totally fine. But of course I didn't like it. I don't know why it... Like, I think my brain really heavily plays into, like, being some sort of gatekeeper feminist. And now I'm, I'm going to watch my words when I talk about this. Because I was like, Luke always haunts me with the memory that I was so mean about Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Luke <laughs> is, is keeps telling me that I root, I'm rooting for only male uh, movie movie makers. It's, it's I, a joke. It's, it's a joke. I just, I'm, you know, I, we roast each other. We're in love. <laughs> I hurt my feelings greatly. I'm just kidding. But so I'm just going to say Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1, very good. Wonder Woman 2, why? Why did you do this to us? And, and there's a lot of why and mm-hmm. most importantly i'm just gonna do the shout out already because i watched it and i've already talked about it a million times promising young women is woman is it women or woman, woman. are you sure it's not women mm-hmm. all right well luke's right and i'm wrong anywho i used to be a promising young woman um but uh is i think the antithesis of this movie and is the superhero movie that we deserve uh Mm. even though it's not a superhero movie so watching those two watching that last night and then comparing uh this movie is going to be so much fun for my brain you should definitely go into that like in the extra credits like i want to like i mean obviously sprinkle it throughout as you feel because it that movie but if you want to like really deep dive and like suck it you know what i mean no i'm not gonna do that but but you can in the extra credit you know what i mean Anywho, that's what I said. I know. Well, I'm not going to talk about it now, but I was just saying that that, watching that movie and it feels very much comic booky superhero, and then remembering that Wonder Woman was like the movie of the year that was like, look at ladies, here we go again. We're getting our second 
female-led um, comic book movie, and I want to let you know, spending 10 minutes watching Chris Pine put on clothes is not... Um, is not about Wonder Woman to me. And I think it hurt it, my feelings. I think uh, thank you because like I think it's important to like don't don't dance around it. Tell us what you don't like about it. You know what I mean? Because because I, I legit like what is it about one movie that represents things better to you? What is it about WW84 that doesn't hit the spot? Like I want to know like do, do you know specifics like that like instances that really irk you in this flick? Gladly, I will tell you quickly and simply that <laughs> the this movie is. Gladly. Um, simply put, I think is lost in translation. Um, and it had its focus to be on the eighties seemed a little bit like this is for fun. And I don't know what it did for Wonder Wonder Woman, the character. And if we spend so much time not understanding her arc or her strengths, Mm. Um, I, and and those just coming from who she is, rather than what felt like her love giving her the only powers she can have, like she only can save the world when he's around. I think that was what was kept bothering me. It was like, oh, okay, the, I understand love is is an end all be all, but like, I'm sorry, but Lois Lane wouldn't stop Clark Kent from going to save the world. And that, I didn't like it. Katie, before before we get your thoughts, do that thing you do, like where you like let the listener in on like here's what the movie's about. Okay, so um, you you mean like with the 1980sness of it all? Just like I do in have terms a theory of like, about that. Just in terms of like the plot. And oh, in terms of the plot, got it. Simply. Okay, so uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is, of course, a sequel to the original. The original took place around the uh, World War One. And uh, since then, Chris Pine has uh, passed away, and Diana, it, being immortal, still looks the same as she did before. And it's a great time of excess, and she's working at a museum, and she gets a new co-worker named Barbara Minerva, who's an absolute mess of a human being. And they get this magical stone, the dream stone, that can grant wishes. And it ends up being kind of a monkey's paw situation where if you if your wish gets granted, it takes away something from you. And with Wonder Woman, her wish is to have Chris Pine back. And the odd choice of the film is to put Chris Pine's or Steve Trevor, Steve Trevor, his <laughs> essence into a body of a random guy. But the way yeah. that they show it in the movie is that she always sees him as Chris Pine, I only which is a see very you. interesting choice. So the uh, the CEO, played by the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal, uh, wishes that he himself becomes the stone. So he is the MacGuffin for the movie where he can give grant wishes to people. And he wants this in order to gain great power. And it ends up really hurting his health and making people crazy and starting all kinds of world conflicts. And the way things eventually resolve is that Diana has to renounce her wish to have Chris Pine back to get her powers. And the uh, the evil CEO has to renounce his wish and everybody else has to renounce their wishes in order for everything to go back to normal. Um, so yeah, that is in essence what Wonder Woman 1984 is about. I mean, Did I miss anything? No, I mean that's pretty much it. Like you, you outlined it just for the just for the the lame-o that may be. 
I mean, I shouldn't call people lamos. Maybe for the um, I, okay. <laughs> for the lamo that is listening but hasn't seen WWE eighty four. Plus, get mm-hmm. on it because it's gonna leave HBO Max for a second. Like, it's not like you know what I mean. Then it's gonna go to purchase, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like their version of theatrical run. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts, Katie? Do you uh, do, do you uh, feel similarly to Taylor? I want to get the the Wonder Women of the podcast. Uh, to really weigh in heavy on their on their thoughts and feelings on WW84. Well, number one, I thought that the choice to make it 1980s from the get-go, from the promotional materials, was very odd. But then when you actually... When the movie opens... After, well, okay, so the movie actually opens with Wonder Woman Diana competing in an Olympic event. And she tries to take a shortcut. And she's kind of punished for that shortcut. She has to... The, the lesson from that is you gotta do the hard thing in order to win. Um, but when we go from that to the 1980s, it is just complete and utter excess to the point where it feels like parody. And I was very surprised by that because I feel like a lot of our first instinct, or at least first instinct of content creators in Hollywood is to really idol idolize the 1980s. Like talk about how fun the pop culture was and like things were just better back then. And uh, there, there's this really rose-colored glasses kind of thing to it. Except there are, of course, there are exceptions like things like the um, the new version of It, which looks at the 80s from a very dark point of view of children getting kidnapped and homophobia and racism from that side of things. And this seemed like what the movie was getting at was the excess and capitalism and greed of the decade which I don't think is often highlighted, which I think is very interesting. And then you have that utterly personified in Pedro Pascal's character, this evil CEO who wants to have this power just so he can have influence over all these people. And what I think is very fascinating about his character, because Erica kept asking me, why does he want to grant wishes? Because they, they don't make it terribly clear. And I think that part of it is that he wants power, but he doesn't want power just for power's sake. He wants to be liked, which I do think was a very big part of the decade. It was like, I'm going to get mine for me, but I also want to get mine for me so that people will like me. And in doing so, he loses the connection with his son. So that, I think, is why they decided to set it in the 1980s. Um, But it does get kind of lost as things go along. Um, I'm not sure what that kind of capitalist access has to do with Wonder Woman specifically. Uh, more know. of like a commentary of America, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it felt very surface level 80s to me. Like, it felt mm. like the decision was made, like, in my head, I was like, oh, maybe because that way Wonder Woman doesn't have to worry about, hey, we don't have to bump into Batman or Superman or Shazam or anything in this flick. Like, uh, in the 80s, mm-hmm. I'm the only one. Like, I'm immortal. That, I mean, so that's what I thought was maybe happening. Um, and I feel like they they played with it a couple times and then really just ditched it to the point where there's not really a point for it to be in the 80s, aside from that, in my opinion. It didn't really feel overly like committed to that, but I actually feel like I like it more if they were, if they had in mind what you're talking about, like you're writing it better. Like, I really like that. If the point was to like sort of really capitalize on that excess of capitalism and like, you know, 
xenophobia and all the crazy like oil fucking money blood mm-hmm. wars going on like at that time and stuff and how bad how bad ever like you know like the red like fucking an, another red scare going on with like nukes and stuff like there's a lot of that crazy shit going on like and and that's it's not that it's not interesting it's just that when you're when you're spinning so many heavy fucking plates like that where you want to do that and you want to do Pedro Pascal and his whole story and you want to you want to do Barbara and 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 tackle the cheetah as another villain uh and you also want to like do a rom-com with Diana and Steve who's actually just the spirit of him and another dude's body that she's fucking <laughs> which I mean mm. definitely fucking um mm. loving love fucking him um and that's why she gives him that nod at the end like yo it was nice to fuck um, you don't. You, not she did. They... She was like, "You don't remember this, but we had sex, and I like that outfit on you because I put it on you when you weren't you, and and we had oh, sex." Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's pretty that? gross. I yeah, thought, yeah. that was talking, weird, man. I thought you were talking about when she says goodbye to Chris Pine. Actually, not no, this no, guy no, no, no. She's like, no, the guy wearing I know the weird your body. outfit. She's like, oh, I know your penis well. That she one. L- she knows his penis, and but I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to. Of course, I mean, I'm look. I'm feeling mm-hmm. a lot of stereotypes by going this route. Apologies. I won't cut it. I'll let the world know that you guys are are, are purer of thought than me. But that's where my mind went for at least some of that. Um, can't help it. Could help it. Should. Working on it. it was, moving forward. What, you can't tell me that that point wasn't that. It is weird. It, the whole thing was weird. Um, but but it gets lost in the shuffle that it's the 80s and and all of these all of these heavy plates being spun uh they all kind of come crashing because i don't spend enough with time with anybody necessarily to uh fully invest i mean i don't personally care because like i love a good comic book movie and i've always said since episode one of this podcast <laughs> that i i kind of give comic book movies grain of salt and judge it on a different criteria so like mm-hmm. wonder woman throwing on that that fucking eagle costume and flying around and wonder woman and steve doing the invisible jet and like that shit i'm like cool movie cool movie alert <laughs> uh wish it wasn't so long uh maybe but you know i'm the it same dude like that's excited script Yes, that's the thing. But you know, I love me a good Franken script sometimes, and I mm-hmm. and I think that this is one of those longer DC movies that I'll really like like more and more as I like Aquaman became that. Where when I got it on Blu-ray, I watched it and like could watch it at my leisure, and I'm like, oh, I enjoy this. Um, and you know, you've heard me talk at length about other more reviled uh, DC EU films, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty easy to please. Um, I I don't think it's like obviously birds of prey made my top like i i think that was my mm, and they they were really firing on all cylinders there and it was like a clear narrative mm-hmm. and a clear goal for everybody and they dealt with a lot of characters in a much more like stylish and somehow simplified way that worked um the, it it's not like the wonder woman movie i craved but you're going to get a trilogy patty's coming back like why why not like why why doesn't why does wonder woman have to do the the you know familiar beat world war movie where she's the strong woman amongst all the men like why people were and i think kevin and mark were talking about this on fat man where they were like saying that this was you know supposed to be more of like a uh silver age silver age perfect exactly or like a like the way dick donner's superman kind of was like a little campy and fun you know and light and stuff but my problem with that 
and sorry to rant, and I'll and I'll pass the mic off because Taylor seems like she's anxious. But my problem with that is like there's this tonal confusion going on, like oh big time, absolutely, like, like creepily. Where like you've got like that scene in the bar where she's like, I wish you fucking Irish bastards to go back with Kim. Yeah. She's like, I wish you'd fucking drop dead, and then everybody and she like fucking dies, and then like mm-hmm. then it's like weird flashbacks of Pedro getting hit and pissing his bed as a kid, and like like. Just, just weird shit that may, like I'm fine being uncomfortable, but like it doesn't really work if you're doing the bright, shiny, like Dick Donner Superman, like you're trying to pitch me, because that's not this either. So it's like this, it's this if you want it to movie, be all those things and it's none of them. Yeah, th- this movie definitely felt like growing pains to me. Like I feel mm. like they they really wanted to Starring do something Cameron. fun. Um, <laughs> they really wanted to do something fun, but I don't think the initial script was that necessarily. And so they injected a lot of fun in it. And there are some things that I do enjoy. Um, like, Kristen Wiig is a fabulous bisexual disaster in this movie. Like, just spot on yes. delightful. But um, uh, she's really fun. And uh, Pedro Pascal has his moments where he's just eating scenery. And, he's having a great uh, time, and it's nice to see him do it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people in this movie are having the most fun they've ever had. But then you have to balance that with kind of Diana's stoicness. And even though she does get to have a dressing up Chris Pine and another dude's body kind of thing, she doesn't... Her character isn't very comfortable with fun. Or at least the way that they've written her doesn't seem like it embrace her. Her character doesn't seem like it's meant to embrace fun. So you're kind of at an odds where she's kind of in this cartoon universe... But she's still more of a serious DC character. And that's kind of difficult to reconcile. And they also still want to do kind of like the serious Middle Eastern stuff. And I feel like you just gotta, as you were saying, when you have all of the things, it's none of the things. And I I definitely came away from this being like, I have no idea what the tone of this movie was supposed to be. It is all over the place. You don't want to spend a half hour like with like like Pedro Pascal like without Diana in the scenes at all like negotiating with like a sheik and like about gas I think or oil I don't know. I wonder no. what this movie what this movie would have been like if we actually would have seen. Sorry, <laughs> I pulled Taylor. Hold here. on, one second. Um, I wonder what if they did a different cut after um this movie got delayed. Because mm. I wonder if more heaviness and seriousness was added to this the editing process um, um, when we had everything happen this year. Because it, it feels like 1980s, okay, kind of fun, all that jazz. And then all of a sudden it feels like, oh, someone is going to hurt me for this. But it feels like we get Gal Gadot singing Imagine in random parts of this movie with like different morals of this story like mm. the heaviness feels like we get that with uh, it's just like in what you said Katie the movie that you described is a movie I would have enjoyed but I don't feel like that movie that you described is is what it is like the mm. capitalism of the 1980s like that's genius that genius, is genius, genius, genius. This movie is like, we've already, we've like, this point is already really far, far in the, uh, but it is, it's chaotic in its tones. And I just don't understand 
um, why Pedro and Kristen Wiig are in the, both these movies. Because I they think you could have done separate. Up, they love to stack up villains in these movies. Mm-hmm. I, I would have I loved to seen Kristen Wiig in most of this movie. And I feel like only having giving us a trailer where she is completely cheetah and then mm-hmm. she is in the movie she's there for half a second just like the just like the invisible jet just like uh mm-hmm. wonder woman flying just like all these things and by the way every time wonder woman gets one of those things it's because of chris pine's character Literally, it's like, oh, look, she's got the invisible jet because he's flying with her now. Oh, now she's learning to fly because she's remembering what he did. Guess what? Superman doesn't have to remember shit because Lois told him to. He just gets to have those superpowers. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, I'm sorry, but this is how it came off to me and hurt my feelings. We should go through Man of Steel and BVS. Uh, the, the, this this <laughs> Superman is a is a pensive boy, Taylor. He's a sad oh, yeah. motherfucker. He's like, oh, my <laughs> life all the time. He's just like, oh, my life. Is everyone in the... Yes. In oh, yeah. They're all like... so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Except for Shazam. But he's kind of sad, too, because he's an orphan. Yeah, but like, I guess, I guess I just don't know. It's like Taylor and Man of Steel and Man of Steel. Clark watches Kevin Costner, his dad, die in a tornado because he doesn't want to. His dad told him not to show his powers. Bum bum bum. Sad Man of Steel piano. (laughs) But anywho. Yeah. Anyways, she only those are all those things, and then oh, she gets the gold magical gold thing at the end because they they mentioned that with one line. They're like, "This thing's gonna be important. Trust me." And I'm like that. That why are you fitting in eighteen things for two hours when it's like you spent ten minutes changing Chris Pine? You spent mm-hmm. ten minutes showing me off his, and then also the mall in the beginning sequence. Don't mm-hmm. understand why I needed that. I, there's just so much excess of. Sh- this was the but you know what it was a, it was a holiday gift for fi- for families and people. It this was year. no and gift. Um, I think <laughs> I think it was no gift. I think Ooh. any new content, especially around the holiday, at, to cap like a really long, tough year that was like somewhat barren of content, was nice. They gave us a long, barren, it was long. boring. It was movie. long, but you know what? I, In the world where you know you're going to the streamer, make it long. Why not? You know, Katie, I do have like okay. So I think the beginning sequence was a big set piece. So they're like, we're not going to get rid of the big set piece. But I agree with you. It that seemed like it tested it, bad, though. I feel like I kept reading that that whole opening kept testing really bad. People were like, get to it. It does look cool, but, like, I did not need it. And I feel like the Egyptian car race, I also don't think they needed to go to Egypt, (laughs) necessarily. What are we Um, doing there? But I I do think that they were like, we need a big set piece. I feel like that's what that was about. And both of those things could have been cut. They looked cool. I didn't need them. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted more Barbara and just more craziness. Yes. It's because everybody wants Barbara. Because you know what? Fucking look, look, you know how many times we've had a live action Max Lord? Like it it's 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 at least happened with Peter Fossinelli on Supergirl. I love mm. me some Peter Fossinelli on this podcast. That's Carlisle from the Twilight Saga. Um, oh yeah. Uh uh, they, Max Lord has been like uh, like around in other in other iterations. A long time ago, early two thousands, they were gonna do uh, that Justice League movie, and Jay Baruchel was going to be the villain of the movie as Max Lord. Uh, oh, beautiful! And and uh, that was when Army Hammer was going to be Batman. I don't know if he'll be Batman anymore, Whoa. but uh, especially not uh, after recent events. 
uh, anyways, anyways, he's hungry for people. Stop. Um, no, it's not good. Not a good joke. Hey, everybody, we're talking about Wonder Woman. Let's all relax. All right, all right, right. Uh, (laughs) Um, but you know what? The other thing is like, so everybody craves Cheetah. We heard that, and that's what we wanted the whole time. We're like, oh, it's a movie about Wonder Woman and Cheetah. Steve's kind of already dead and gone, and I understand bringing him back, kind of because Chris Pine's charming. But like, what's kind of the point? Like, he should be. He should. He should be what he was in the first movie, and and kind of just. Rock on. I don't understand. Like, I'm not saying that she couldn't, he couldn't possibly be Diana's great love or whatever. That's, that's fine. But they really only knew each other for like, maybe like what, like a month? Like, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not trying to be that guy. I'll be it. I'm going to be it. Cause she could have brought back all the people on her island that fucking died. That's pretty good. Mm. That's pretty good. And you know what? Uh, my other thing, that's pretty good. (laughs) I'm, I'm liking that. But, uh, I'm liking that. That's a pretty good call. But the other thing is, an army of women. She could have brought back an army of People women. People love Cheetah from the cartoon. They, they're they interested in that from the comics. Nobody, no kid is at home being like, oh, I can't wait for that Maxwell Lord movie where like 55 minutes is just him. Like, I don't think that's, that's really, as much as I like Pedro Pascal and as much as I like comics and I'm pumped that character's there, it's not necessarily, I think, what, you, what, what, I, what I want. And... It's not. Also, I don't mind the. Uh, I'm easy to please. God damn it! But because I don't mind the CGI cheetah and, and how it turns out and stuff. But if if somehow Kristen Wiig, since if you want to go 80s with it, is like more of just like a superpowered being that looks more human like Diana, and then fucking rocks like that 80s spandex like cheetah print suit or, or something. If she looked like one of the cats from the 1998 version of Cats. Now we're talking. Like, fuck yeah. it. Like, then you could really, if you pick one tone and roll with it, that mm-hmm. plays. But, um, look, it, it's, it is what it is. Patty's coming back to do a third. It's, I would still call that movie a success for everyone involved. Um, and I think they'll probably end up knocking it out of the park with the finale. It's hard because you don't, this, even though yeah. we've had, even though Patty's had her for uh, two movies, and even though Zach technically had her for two it's completely different wonder woman every time she's on screen she's this fucking cutthroat woman of mystery like fucking badass queen in uh in batman v superman mm-hmm. and then uh in wonder woman she's you know it's her origin and she's still really hard ass but it's a little bit more of a sweeter tale and like she's they really play on the fact that her character is all about love like that's like a big thing for them like she stands for love uh, like the climax of the movie is her proclaiming that, which is definitely different than Wonder Woman, who's just like slicing up motherfuckers in BBS. Then mm-hmm. Justice League is the bright and poppy. We got that Joss Whedon movie, which nobody really wanted. Uh, and she's like, you know, like got the flash, like face landing in her tits and like awful, like, like bullshit jokes like that and camp and, I just, it's another Wonder Woman that's inconsistent from the other ones. So mm. you think when you get to this one, you're like, oh, she's back with Patty. At least this will be a logical, like, step in this trilogy. And it doesn't really. It doesn't really feel like the logical step. But that's fine. Again, I'm fine with not taking the logical step. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, because like, I'm going to munch on this movie. I, I'm going to chew it up. Two and a half hours of comic book goodness is a win for me 100% of the time, every day, twice on Sunday. But as a critic, as having content to talk about on a podcast, mm-hmm. we got we to gotta go in on these things. 
I uh, I will say this. I didn't have a bad time. I thought I was going to have a really bad time. And there were things that hurt my brain, of course. But <laughs> I never I never felt like the movie hated me. And there are a couple movies that we've watched on this podcast where I felt like the movie just hated me. And what about I Pedro's pissy bed. <laughs> that was an odd choice, I will admit. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But Ooh. overall, like like I didn't feel like like the movie was like, "Hey, like you, you suck. The bed, you Katie. specifically Katie suck." Um <laughs> like I just it it especially like the first bit when they're setting everything up, I'm like, "Okay, this is kind of fun. I'm interested to see where this is going." I I didn't come in with high expectations, but I'm I'm having a good time. But then it just kept going. And yeah. it was it'll, like, oh, how are that. these things going to resolve? I thought the thing with the son. So Pedro Pascal has this <laughs> son named Alistair, who I thought was going to actually be more of a big deal. Like, I kept no, waiting no. for him to lose his son as a result of his powers. Or at one point, I the son says... The son wants his greatness. And I thought maybe the son would become the MacGuffin. Like, he would have the wish powers now. And it would kill him because he's just a kid. I, I really thought they were going to go dark with the sun or that it was going to be a monkey paw situation where the where Pedro Pascal really put his son in danger. And that never paid off. So around you just have this poor kid who's, who, who is very sweet, just feeling like a prop, like he never felt properly paid off. And there weren't any consequences to their relationship. Like, like, like the kid always just wanted his dad. And he never was like, you're a jerk, or I hate you, or I thought he was going to say at some point, I wish I was never born, or something like that. But nothing. Yeah, and also way better, what you just said, again, Katie. Um, And two, the fact that his son was the reason why he, like, he realized he had done wrong, Mm -hmm. yet from the beginning, he was always like, God damn it, you're here again. Like, that was the undertone the oh. whole time. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you're not, you're not supposed to be here. Why are you even, oh. And he's just so mad. And then it's like, oh, and now the, he likes him again. Like, it, 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 uh, it's kind of like the way Kristen Wiig was introduced. And like, um, it was like, okay, we know that they're like friends now and, mm. and, uh, with her and Wonder Woman. And then like, that was it. That's all they got. And then they were friends and then they had to get on with the story because they had two hours of nothingness to get to. It's not nothingness, but they could have spent more time building at least that her and Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. Then they could have also given us just like half a scene of like, you know what, kid? I do like you, but now you're getting annoyed. Now you're in my way. Like, he never liked him. And then he yeah. saves the day. It was, ooh, it, it, didn't, it didn't work for me. Also, I, I didn't I, like Pedro Pascal. Just like heaven and earth fucking consequences. Like, how do you, like, how, like, so you go from World War, which was, like, which was really also dealing with gods, because it's Wonder mm. Woman, so, like, she ends up fighting Ares in the third act in a CGI fight in the first one. And then in this one, you're literally dealing with, like, consequences of the entire fucking, like, nation again. For the third mm. one, do you think it's logical to go down that road? Or should you, like, step back a second? And, like, what if it's, like, just, like, a smaller, like, Wonder Woman solves a fucking mystery? Or, you know what I mean? Like, something like that. Mm. That would be interesting. I... I... I wonder if also Kristen Wiig is immortal now uh, because she wished to be like Diana 
Because I think it would be really fun to bring her back in some capacity. Didn't it look um, like she like like it, the film insinuated that she rescinded her wish before the when Diana like urged people to like mm. it, it seemed like she lost her powers. I don't know. I would like her to be, recur because like we more got Kristen Wiig forever. Kristen yeah, she Wig. what was mm-hmm. was like what was her screen time logically like? It had to be Not so enough. much less, so much less than Maxwell Lord. It had to be. Mm-hmm. I bet you he had 80% more lines than than Diana and fuck it. Like, word count, I bet you he had, like, 80% more than Diana and Barbara combined. And then adding Chris Pine. Then adding Chris Pine. The thing that really kills me about that is that, again, it it's one thing to add another villain, but it just never paid off, like, emotionally. And I wanted it to so much. Like, I kept waiting for something to happen with the sun or for him to just... Like, it's clear that it's doing all these wishes is making him crazy, but it never felt like enough. Like, like something more dramatic had to happen. And it just never got there. No, very and, repetitive. Uh, like, repetitive. You could, like, tr- you'd, like, cut 40 minutes out if you, like, mm-hmm. cut the same bit. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I hear you there. It's, it's, um, again, nothing about it is the logical step in the Wonder Woman series. But that is mm-hmm. not necessarily a complete detriment in my opinion no they can't not i mean they can come back from this that's that is for certain and they should they should when when theaters are back in normal they'll crush a third one and make a a billion dollars yeah this is this is going to be the wonder woman that goes down in history is when we remember that gal gadot saying imagine to a bunch of human beings who are stuck in small apartments saying Mm. that imagine there's you know to get them through the pandemic while a bunch of celebrities sang to us in their multi-million dollar mansions to make us feel better. Well, Gal- this is that movie. Gal Gadot aside, my other feeling is like, we've had like 38 Spider-Man like feature films and like not all of them are even good. Like necessarily, like, mm-hmm. I like them all, but not all of them are necessarily even good. Wonder Woman's only, this is only your second standalone feature ever. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think a little room, a little wiggle room uh, is important to keep in mind because it's really easy to to dive on on flicks like this, and I think people should be wary of that. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to like. I understand that they're not going to stop making Wonder Woman movies, but people really are eager to dive on a Captain Marvel and dogpile on it, or dive on a Wonder Woman eighty four and dogpile. And I and I think I think maybe that's because expectations are a lot higher from people like you taylor and that's not a bad thing well i also uh comic books movies aren't really made for me but they are the mainstream so i also think like for me my brain not only goes oh look this was the biggest like this is the biggest hype movie this is the movie that's coming out on christmas day this is a movie that like we're all supposed to be looking forward to and so i think that is my that is where i can get a little bit annoyed um Mm. because it's really just pent-up aggression of like this is the movie we're looking forward to rather than just being like you know what good good on you another pretty good movie uh and uh, and for my extra credits i'll tell you in advance why (laughs) the other december 25th movie promising young woman well and it's like well and it's like if you get if you get you know, if I get to sit and watch a million Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, Iron Man, Avengers movies, 
you know, and and to to every ten of those, twenty of those, thirty of those, you get one Wonder Woman release every four years or something. Of course, it's going to be under a microscope. Of course, it's going to be easier to 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 pick at. You know, it's 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 unfair. Well, I also don't want like watch all of those movies, and if I did, I think they'd probably make me just as angry. So I should I should I should put that with a grain of salt on everything. Sure. Like, I. I, I don't sit there and go ooh la la to most of the Spider-Man or Captain America. Like, you could never get me to sit down and watch all of those. I have watched them with you, and I liked the f- series finale of those movies, but I, I don't think... they're think... pretty beloved, though. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're they're pretty universally renowned, and there's, like, a lot... My, my point is... When you get a variety and, and like, there's a hundred different, like, dude superhero movies to choose from, you can have stinkers and nobody cares. Like, Iron Man 2 and 3 aren't that great. There's a lot of Spider-Man mm. movies that aren't that great. Yes, I love all of them. There's a lot of Batman movies that downright suck. And, like, One Roman's only had two, and they're, like, at worst, we're talking about a movie that's not the worst movie. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, and I'm not saying cancel it. Like, I'm that's not either. clear. I'm not either. I, I, just... I think that, like, just, like... I think you get rid of some excess and then you go, ooh la la. Here's the thing. You get me talking and then I get angrier and then I have to, to I have to that's, come back to the center. That's the fun of the cycle of the podcast. We got, this is content, Taylor. We, this can't, we can't just be like, what a good movie. For like, it, it just wouldn't work. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. We'd be done in 10 minutes. Yeah. There, so there's I got, also, I get heat up. There's so also an argument to be made that, uh, and again, I, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I do no, think if mean. we want. I love it. I want well, it. Well, okay. So, you're saying you're you're talking about the the want for more female-led films and because superhero films are or at least were i guess we'll see the the big thing for years that we needed more female content in that space and i i agree that if we're gonna have a bunch of superhero films we need superhero films with women that are led by women but i also think that there's something to be said about just female-led films in general like how about that? That would be nice. And especially because, like, I feel I, uh, I'm i really ragged on superhero films lately. Like, I'm, I'm reaching my limit. And I love them. I love, I really enjoy them. But it's just been so much. And I don't want to dismiss things just because they're superhero films. But I do feel like I've, I've reached my limit in some degrees. Um, I think, or to some degree. I think Endgame was, like, a universal, like the fucking look the bank's full for a while the fact that the pandemic came along and shut down the mcu for like over a year um until wandavision the other night is like Mm -hmm. kind of a refresher like i haven't even gone back to endgame like i bought the blu-ray and stuff and i'm like i don't even need to rewatch that right now like that whole thing was so sumptuous fulfilling and 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 the peak of a lot of viewing time like Mm -hmm. years of me like religiously viewing and rewatching and stuff and now i'm like pretty good on that for a while and i and i like the dc world because it's different and i've always kind of like stuck with this dc world um and i think something that we just have to under like like know is that it's always going to be like inconsistent with the other because they're all like the studio doesn't work that way it's not an mcu Mm -hmm. operated under marvel studios as a banner under disney it's wb you know and as much as you put people in different positions there and stuff it's always kind of going to be all these, I mean, like, we have Affleck and Michael Keaton and Pattinson and all these Batman. They're all going to be happening in different movies under the same label at once. Like, they don't really do that over at Marvel until until we get to this multiverse that people are, are pitching with Doctor mm. Strange and stuff. 
Yeah, I hope that they. I think it'd be nice to see comic books um, become more of a the television series, kind of like the success of The Mandalorian. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing the success of because I mean, give me Wonder Woman the TV show. Give me Wonder like give they me. I know, but yeah. give me back. Like I, I just feel like that. This is a prime example of what happens when you want to fill a beloved character that has so much content into a two hour, two and a half hour movie. And here we are. And it I'm like, this so much movie. so time and money, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're right. This, this movie could have been the, the Mandalorian in, in a 10 part limited series. Or it could oh, be, yeah, that would have been great. Like, that would have been phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. The idea was they were going to get a fuckload of box office money, though. That's why they kept pushing it. They're, like, Mandalorian mm-hmm. is amazing and groundbreaking, but the money they're making back is Disney Plus house money, like, subscriptions. HBO mm-hmm. Max got, got like, saw, like, WB and stuff, like, do something similar, but they thought they were going to make... We, we weren't thinking about COVID. We thought, oh, we're going to make a billion fucking dollars cash mm-hmm. money oh, in yeah. this movie. So I think that would be amazing moving forward. It's just... I don't think that could have ever crossed our mind on this one, right? Oh, well, I, I think it's just the, uh, I think you're exactly right. They made this movie for a different time in a different space from what they mm-hmm. imagined it to be. And so I, um, but I still hope that they turn it into a TV show. Well, and DC is like hardcore, like they're li- like slightly less stringent in that we're getting like a legit Superman series proper coming up on CW and like they've lent out like, batman adjacent things and stuff but Mm -hmm. for the most part they're pretty pretty hardcore steadfast like dc tv is one thing we shoot our shows in canada on a stage and then wb dc like movies that's a different thing like it's all wb it is all dc but tv and movies are separate entities and eventually that might cross over in that flash movie that they've been saying is going to happen forever but i don't know um and they did have Flash. Like, they've acknowledged the multiverse. Like, Ezra Miller was on, like, was in a scene with Grant Gustin, like, on the CW. Like, they've done that. They've acknowledged it all exists and everything. But it, uh, it it's not, it's not, like, what Marvel's, un- like, underway with right now. Like, WandaVision's happening. Falcon and the Winter Soldier's happening. Like, these are Kevin Feige MCU television shows. So I think like Taylor, like what you're, what you're asking for is happening and Marvel's going to tackle that beast first because they're just, they're they're just more organized for it. And I don't think DC is willing to do that. I think that like, I think that WB is always beating to their own drum to, to success at times and other times they're playing catch up. And when they're playing catch up, sometimes it's like really blatant. I think this just brings up a universal question that I'm like the, uh, about movies and about long content um, and how we're seeing it shift. And this is kind of a commentary on Star Wars and a commentary on Marvel and DC is how long can you make this uh, play out and mm-hmm. is it worth it? Um, because I feel like now that content is being changed, um, it's just like, Everybody hates the three new Star Wars movies, but they love The Mandalorian. I mm-hmm. think it's a prime example of maybe these trilogies, unless they were made out of a book from before, are not as worth it and actually are less satisfying. And I feel like the audience 
of all of those universes has made that very clear. And so I look forward to that change. So I just, I feel like that's the question is, can you do it successfully? Especially if you're not going to get uh, the same, uh, this, uh, like continue the story. Sure. So yeah. Anywho. Do we have any more thoughts on, on WW84? One, one more that I want to highlight that we kind of touched on, but we didn't go too deep on. Please, please, is, please. So Chris Pine is in an engineer's body. He yes. and uh, Diana spend a lot of time at this guy's house. They use his body Morning. for sexual purposes, and they just break into his apartment without his consent. And it's, it's incredibly odd and not acknowledged in any way, shape, or form. And there's no consequence for this theft of a person's bodily person. So that that's so weird that there that, that didn't even come up once. He he and appears again. The the guy himself appears at the end, but he's perfectly fine. He didn't miss work. He didn't miss his personal life. Also, he has a futon, but the rest of his apartment is really well furnished. What is that about? So <laughs> It bothered me. Yeah, these, like, the the big three over there are really just, like, a tortured bunch. Like, you've got Affleck's Batman, like, pill-popping mm-hmm. and washing it down with last night's wine with, like, different women in his bed. And you've got, like, fucking, t- like, tortured soul, like, Clark Kent. You've got loose morals Wonder Woman who's, like, stealing, pr- like, jets and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's crazy wild. Stealing jets is the the looseness of it all. But I'm I saying would... she steals things. Yeah, but what Katie's <laughs> talking about is, yeah, like... No. There's some st- consent things happening all over the board. I mean, but... Can... It's a body autonomy. It's, like, yeah. it's so weird. It is really weird. It's and a I... trippy thing to... Like, and somebody else said this, too. I don't remember who, but it's, like... It's a trippy thing to explain to a kid, probably. Well, mm-hmm. I just think the ending of her smiling at him, looking good, damn. like is the exact like damn looking good. So we're it is okay. You you didn't mind, and you did know that it was his body. This, it's tough. Like, you know guy, what I mean? like, like he had to awoken at some point and been like, I missed a week, or I I went to Egypt. When did that happen? Like these like, things are the tracked. He's so probably it, body hurts like crazy. He got into so many. He got into so many fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. Like, that oh, guy weird. is just probably want... gone through a weird psychological thing, and I find it so weird that there wasn't one thing with, with this whole movie of different things that we did not need that that guy didn't wake up at some point and be like, what happened? Or like... Well, just wish for Steve Trevor to be back then. Why would it have to be in that person? Uh, or... Um, yeah, like I don't they, know, and also like everybody gets like plenty of wishes. It's a whole weird thing. Well, and, and also he gets the revenue of other people's like downfall of wishes. It's so weird. He's like mm-hmm. he's like it's he. I get it. You're a genius. It's so cool. It's, so it's cool. like the it's so cool. It's, it's so like cool. the pointless cow scene in the middle of the the city with the old man and the old woman. I don't even remember that. It's like mm-hmm. in the city, and there's like the cow, and he's like. It, I, it, it, there's like a, it's just desolation, but it's all still bright and colorful because it's the 1980s. Like mm-hmm. that whole, it, it's just pointless. It's like I can't get over it. I want somebody to use deep fakes and and do the cut where they put the actual guy who Steve Trevor is embodying on mm-hmm. Chris Pine's face. So we watch the whole movie <laughs> as that dude. 
I want that real bad. I want to see that cut just to show everybody how fucking weird it is. Also, do like those people come back to life? Like the guy that was like, I wish you were dead. Like, does that person come back to life? Or like, how many? I wish you dropped dead. Like how Mm -hmm. many consequences? This movie's um, weird. Like, and and when they're renounced, do the people remember? Like, does that lady who was dead wake up and go say like, hey, thanks for killing me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's so many things where it was like, and what's Aquaman, it? there's this big, like, octopus, like, be- beating on a drum. There's a lot of weird stuff to explain in all these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're just not helping me at all. I just can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it's like, all these people wish for things and then they renounce them. And then it'll be really interesting. To, I mean, I know they're not going to touch on it because they're probably going to run far away from this movie, just like in Star Wars, this, um... Eight, they run away from Rose so far. It's They're not run well away reviewed. From this movie. It's not well liked. They're gonna run away from this movie, and so we're never gonna know how how this they they got out of this problem because we really didn't get out of. Maybe the problem. people are just fucking mean to DC movies though, because all of them are so damn divisive. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're bad. Because everybody's comparing them to Marvel. <laughs> no, they're just bad. Tell that to my Batman v Superman tattoo. You'll never get one because it's diamond absolutes. Bad. I was just gonna say I haven't seen you for a long for the longest time. Do one. you have a BBS? No, but I, I've always wanted to get diamond absolutes tattooed somewhere. Mm-hmm. He also wants to get Good. a black opal. Don't a, listen a to him. A precious it. black opal from the straight from the the African Jewish tribe. This is old school <laughs> Middle Earth shit. And if you don't know what he's referencing, this is Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. That's a million dollar opal you're holding. It's man, I've, I've so yeah, that's all I have to say about. Week. We got a new TV, and I just kept watching Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I think that's. I think that covers everything. But I'm very glad you brought up the body autonomy of of our the character. That also gets the last. Also, the best part of this movie is when you see old Wonder Woman at the end. That's it. Katie, let me ask you. Yes, the Linda yes. Carter thing is sweet. It's a nice little like fan servicey moment. Would you prefer that we do a promising young woman like blow up right now without you hearing spoilers? Oh, like, I won't would you? Give it away. Oh, okay. Oh. Then, go ahead, then never mind, because I just don't want to give it away because you're gonna love the movie. But go ahead if you can, if you think you can do a spoiler-free review of it and just give your thoughts. I'm totally into that, Taylor, because then it also doesn't spoil it for the audience and gives them like a chance because it is brand new. That's a good point. Go for it because I know you want to talk about it. She's revved up. I just think that um, my shout out of extra credit is going to be Take promising you young women, uh, woman, 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 I'm woman. I don't. It's, there's no a. Is it not? I'm pretty sure it's promising young women. I'm Googling. But I, anywho, tomato, tomato. Luke's gonna look it up, and then I will continue ahead, on. Oh, okay. Um, this movie, uh, from the trailer, if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, um, is. A clearly a woman who um, goes into a bar, looks super drunk, and then gets picked up. And then um, when she gets picked up, the men uh, know that she's super drunk. And then they try to take advantage of her, even if they don't think it is. It is promising young woman. No, I, I was wrong. I was wrong, too. Um, but... Uh, and then she reveals that she is not drunk, and then um, the story continues on from there, and I'm not going to give away anything. Um, but this is the Vigilante movie that is 
the woman superhero um, movie. It is unexpected. It is brilliant. It is everything about what I'm saying. When you could think that this movie is too on the nose, it is nothing like that. It is perfectly cast. It has a very controversial ending that I think will keep people um, talking about this for the entire year. Um, oh. And uh, Carrie Mulligan is giving a performance and Bo Burnham um, are giving a, quite a performance that I think uh, if I would have watched this movie last week, it would have been my number one movie of the year. Yeah. And that's all mm. I'll say. And so I think that's why I can why I'm so mad about Wonder Woman. Um, and those movies don't deserve to be compared. One movie was made for sport and fun. And this movie was literally made to be art and commentary. Um, and this is a movie I wish I would have made and I would have produced and I would have been in. Um, and it hurt me greatly. And I bawled afterwards. But thank you um, to I think what's her name? What is the Emeralds Fennel Fennel? Mm-hmm. Um, for making this movie. Writer-director. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, just to, just to button up that as well, I, I completely agree. If I would have seen it, it would have topped it. It was definitely the comic book movie of the year, and it's not even a com- based on a comic. Like, this mm-hmm. is a total vigilante story, and it's it's everything. So it's very, very much worth a watch, and I'm so happy that even though it was hard to see and hard to access and that limited theatrical run because we don't go to theaters here, um, it was, I had, we had to pay 20 bucks just to rent it last night and it was worth every dime. Uh, mm. I'll buy the fucking 4k Blu-ray when that shit comes out. Um, very great movie, uh, an important movie. And I think, I think Carrie Mulligan's going to, is going to win an Oscar for her performance. I think the script is going to get a nod and maybe win. like, I, I really, I really do believe that. So mm. You're gonna you're gonna be blown away when you see it too. Also, awesome. another uh, last ca- uh, shout out to another actor. Uh, Chris Lowell was in Glow. I don't know if Katie, did you watch all of Glow? Oh, you know I did. Uh, Chris Lowell is the guy who plays um, uh, what character? The character that owns the hotel who has who supports Glow and oh, ends up yeah, being yeah, the announcer. Yeah. I thought his season three of Glow deserved a nomination. I thought his like he had some great scenes in the end that I just was Mm -hmm. like, oh, so satisfying. Well, he's in this movie and I'm just very happy that he continues to get more work because Mm -hmm. brilliant. He uh, I mean, I wouldn't say he's not a standout quite in this, but I'm just happy to see him working even more because if you haven't seen Glow season three, you should. It's phenomenal and it's a damn right shame that glow isn't finishing its uh series the end that's my end yeah mm-hmm. how dare you covid take you take away that from me but we're gonna get 18 million more mcus boom mcus that's not netflix anymore though you know what i mean they're wrapping up a lot of things at netflix though they're wrapping up a lot of things over there i think that they're mm-hmm. they're going for starting anew i mean sabrina's done i gotta check out the end of that well, they're just um, getting their moneymakers making sure that they have new content. They know that they get... It's like old-timey. I feel like they have old-timey studio contracts, like, back in the day. Like, you ever notice that? Like, I feel like Netflix does those, like, old-timey, like, where, like, oh, well, now you're in this Netflix show and you're also going to be in these two Netflix movies and stuff. It's, like, weird. But yeah. maybe that's how things are always, and I'm just being an idiot. The end. What did you... Anything for you, Katie, extra credit-wise? Oh, I wish I had something new to bring to the table, but I've been watching things for research. So I've been watching things like Charlotte's Web 
and what? the Hobbit movie from the 70s, the animated one, and uh, things of that nature to, to get in the adventure, animals helping animals kind of mindset. I'm going to scream. You're the cutest human being Some I know. Pig. <laughs> Some pig. Some pig indeed. Katie, I've been um, writing a Scooby-Doo song with my... Uh, Radiant. With the nanny boy. Are you just quoting what Charlotte Yes! <laughs> uh, um, so uh, let me know if you need me to, to write you a, uh, a cool theme song, because I'm not going to toot my own horn, but... It's pretty good. They're pretty funny. Sing the Scooby-Doo one. No. Sing it. Okay, I'll give you a little... Little taste. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, too. They all ride in the mystery machine. They are afraid of everything. So they run away from ghosts that are mean. Oh, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, too. They're best friends like me and you. That's all That's adorable. I love that. That's from her nannying gig. It is. That's so he awesome. Loves Scooby-Doo. Uh, oh, who doesn't? So- Oh, we, we've been watching. They Scooby-Doo. did a table read of your script of your script. Uh, yeah, we no, did it at the, we. I, I printed it out, Katie, and I, him and me did a performance of it. You really missed it. No, <laughs> actually, that is a genius idea. Genius, genius. Yeah, I bet he would love that. Do a table Thanks. read, act it out. I mean, he probably would. I think, I think Katie has a few expletives he shouldn't say in her script, but <laughs> yeah, it, it gets pretty gnarly. Yeah, man, 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 man. I never, I never read that one, but it's good shit. So anywho. But yes. Are we all good? Yeah. With that being said, I've been Luke. I've been Katie. And I'm Taylor. And you folks have a wonderful. Radiant. (laughs) Some pig. (laughs) Zuckerman's famous pig. Evening. Have a good one, folks. (laughs) Keep (laughs) up.